Welcome back, Braves fans, to episode six of Bloopers Brigade. I am your host, Chase Earl, joined as always by my co-host, Jake Gordon, at Can't Guard Jake on Twitter. And today we also have a very special guest, uh, host of the Chatting Average podcast, Alex Butler, also known more famously on Twitter as Austin Riley Rakes. And um, gentlemen, how are we doing this week, or today? I'd be doing well. a lot better. If the, if the Braves would take a lead, I'd, I'd be doing a lot better. That would be, be nice. Good. Yeah, Tukey's not looking too good. Uh, I don't. Even, I don't even know how long he's going to be in the rotation any longer. I don't know if you heard Alex Anthopoulos on the radio today, but um, he was. He basically named you Noah Anderson, uh, Morton Freed as like the four guys. Kind of threw Smiley under the bus there. I don't know if we're going to see Smiley the rest of the year. He hasn't pitched since September eighth, and I don't know what they're going to do with Tukey. Yeah, I mean, I, I I really don't think I have a personal preference at this point. Um, We'll talk about the upcoming schedule here soon, but the, the the Phillies are about to go on a mega cakewalk, and they really can't afford to have any like real stinkers. I mean, Tukey hasn't been great tonight, but if he can give them five or six innings, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm. I, this is actually the first I'm hearing that quote from Anthopolis, and uh, I mean, I'm okay with that, but they got to find somebody to rotate into that fifth slot because well, if we I mean, go. If we go with a four-man rotation from now until the postseason, our guys are going to be spent by the time we get there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think I think you could see Mueller or Wright. I know Mueller was killing it ever since. Uh, the, I know we wrote about him like a couple weeks ago, or a week ago, uh, but he had like a, you know, a one-something ERA ever since he's gotten demoted down there. I'd like to see him over Smiley. I think he's got more upside. Uh, and even Kyle Wright. I mean, you wrote about him the other day, Jake. I know they might not want to pull him up, especially during a playoff uh, race. That's kind of hard to ask of him. But, I mean, dude, those guys, those guys bring some more upside. Um, I just don't really see what Tukey and Smiley give you at this point. Yeah, I mean, if you're keeping Kyle Wright in the system, at some point you've, you've got to use him. Like, presumably they've passed up on several opportunities to trade him, so you can't just stash him in Gwinnett forever. Yeah, exactly. I, and, and really, you know, he played pretty well down the stretch going into the playoffs last year. Uh, the Braves were probably feeling maybe a little bit more comfortable in a shortened season with their offense being, you know, the best in baseball. But, uh, you know, he, he pitched pretty well. He had two good starts. I think one was against the Marlins. But, um, you know, they got the Phillies coming up in the Mets and uh, Arizona. I don't know, but they're about to go on a road trip. So they got to figure it out. Yeah, they got San Francisco and San Diego on the road. But San Diego has been the worst team in baseball for like the last month. I think they're 8-19 over their last 27 games. So, I mean, they've been the worst team in baseball. I don't know if they're going to play like that out west. Uh, obviously, San Francisco's battling with the Dodgers, so they're going to give us their A game. Arizona's terrible, but they swept us already this year. 
and no hit us in a seven inning game. So, I mean, you can't take anything for granted. They've beaten the Phillies. Uh, it's kind of weird. The Phillies do this thing where they just lose to the worst teams in baseball. <laughs> I love it. That, I mean, more so than the teams we're about to play when we go out West. I'm more worried about the fact that that we don't have a day off from now until we get back from the West Coast, uh, which is point. just insane to me. And, and you're also including that half game against San Diego too. Well, I, I guess half game. It was a, a half a like or whatever left. it was. Yeah, something like that. I think it's two innings, but yeah, I, I still I can't find online like where in that series they're placing that makeup game. I saw it today. I think it's the first game. Um, I saw it today because I was looking at tickets for um, the Philly series. Uh, but yeah, it's. I think they're just going to start it in like the fifth or the seventh inning or whatever, five to four. And that would be huge if they could win that game. Really would, yeah. Yeah, well, Alex, uh, you got your own podcast, your own chatting average. How long have you been doing that for? A couple years. Well, we we started it last year uh, with and and went through this whole big development process with the uh, goal of dropping our first episode on opening day 2020. Uh, well, that didn't work out so well. Yeah, that's So <laughs> we basically did three months of just the two of us rambling about God knows what every single week until baseball finally started back up. Uh, and so we've been doing a, about two seasons now, uh, a season plus 60 games. Fun fact, the, uh, the opening day... 2020 or yeah opening day 2020 getting uh postponed was the official death of the original sports talk ato podcast that was the, that was it we were all just we were so mad because there were just no sports on it we just didn't do it for i can't say i blame you it was brutal yeah yeah i mean we used to do the podcast like in a little room like at, at my house all like, three of us held all three of us on a table <laughs> that's awesome just that's like my co-host is actually in north carolina so we've we've never recorded in the same room and that's that's kind of the dream one day to at least get together and record one episode in person yeah i mean i don't know if it's better i kind of feel like i like just doing this i I've, i feel like the noise was kind of weird when you were not in like a proper setting like if you're doing it in perfect like in person and you have the proper setting i think it would be great but when it's just like, you know, you're all sitting around three tables and three mics and it's just, I don't know, it wasn't well done. Fair enough. Yeah, we, we would always end up watching the Braves game and like I'd be in the middle of the talking and be like, oh, Braves is double like, in the middle of whatever I was saying. Yeah, or and then we'd all we'd go off on a tangent, but that, I don't that's know. Authentic. That's authentic. That's authentic. part of the charm. That's, I mean, that's, a, that's a constant struggle, though, when you're trying to record and watching a game at the same time, like keeping your train of thought going uh, right. and not just completely blowing the whole thing up. And we would be doing a disservice to our fans, our 50 fans that listen to this podcast, <laughs> if, if we did not watch the Braves. Because then what are we talking about here? Bro, we have, exactly. uh, we have like 150. Don't sell us short. Come on now. Hey, hey, hey we've, got a, we've, got a, we've got a few like four or 500 episodes, you know. We're only on episode five, so we'll, we'll, get, that, we'll get up there. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll get there for sure. But uh, another thing that we were talking about, because – this all kind of started based off just your Twitter following, right? Was it just kind of like you, you got like kind of bigger on Twitter and you're like, hey, I want to do this podcast? Yeah, it was. Well, yes and no. So I, I, I hit some kind of follower milestone and I, I threw out some kind of shit post that was like, you guys are going to mess up and make me start a podcast or something. Um, with, with no 
actual intent in that moment of starting a podcast because there are 10 million Braves podcasts. Oh, yeah. Um, and then out of nowhere, uh, Cam, who uh, he, he's hey Cam 93 on Twitter, um, he, he DM'd me and said, hey, was this a serious post? And I got to talking with him because at that point I had no clue who this guy was. Hadn't really interact with, uh, interacted with him a lot. Hadn't, hadn't had no reason to start a podcast with this guy. But I was like, hey, let's just get on a phone call, see what happens. We get on a phone call, start talking about the Braves, and don't get off the call for like three hours. Uh, came to find out he calls high school baseball in Central North Carolina. Uh, so it wound up kind of being a, a perfect pairing just – from the very first conversation, kind of had that feeling like we we can make this yeah. work. So like it was smooth. It was smooth. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the opposite of us because the second episode we ever did, you just didn't record it. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't think you you officially have a podcast unless you have gone through an entire episode without having hit record at least once. Uh, I, I've I've certainly done that on my show. And I've had that done to me as a guest on other shows as well. That's that's what I would really feel bad. Luckily, it was just me and Chase. If we yeah. were interviewing somebody, like, what do you even say? Like, hey, can we can we like run, just, run that back one more time? I mean, yeah, I, I just looked at Jake and said, "No way, I'm doing that shit again today." I'm just like, was like, I'm, I'm leaving. I was like, we'll do it tomorrow. I'm I was like, we'll do it tomorrow. But yeah. honestly, I feel like we did it better the second time. I feel like you almost get like a rough draft in. Like, it's like, oh, that I did it way better that time. The second oh yeah, time. exactly. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you, the uh, the Austin Riley rig. So that's been your Twitter handle as long as like I feel like I've noticed you on Twitter. Like where where did that like where did the love for Austin Riley come from? Because I've always been like an Austin Riley stand when everyone so, was hating on him. So that's not the Austin Riley thing is not actually how the account account started. Once yeah, upon yeah, a yeah. once upon a time, I had like my own personal account and didn't really use it a lot, and then. You know, all these parody accounts were popping up on Twitter. So as a joke, just to make a reply to somebody who was making fun of Josh Donaldson's mullet, uh, I made a Josh Donaldson's hair account just so I could drop in and be like, hey, watch what you're saying or something like that. Like and, and, and with no intent of, of keeping it going. And then all of a sudden I had 100 followers and then 500 followers and then 1,000. And I'm like, holy crap, I, I don't know why they're following me. Um, I guess live tweeting games in all caps goes a long way for some reason. But yeah, the the day Austin Riley got called up, I posted something to the effect of if he hits a home run in his first game, I'm changing this to an Austin Riley account. And he bombed. And, and sure enough, he he bombed that game and seemingly every game for the next month and a half. Uh, and And it was pretty much set from there. It's great too because you like you get to be the Austin Riley guy. Like as soon as he does something, like everybody just immediately goes to see what you say about. Oh, it's it. like, awesome! You got that I, brain. I yeah. love it. Uh, I never have like if I'm not watching a game for some reason, I never have to wonder how Riley did because I can just go to my notifications and see what people are posting on my timeline. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's fantastic. So like that was kind of a roller coaster ride because obviously he went super super hot. You have the account. And then he he's in AAA for six months or whatever. Had to stick then, with it. Yeah, I, no, I mean, I, I'm glad you did because I, I've always been Austin Riley is going to be an absolute stud. Now you see what he's doing now. So how much better does it feel now that you stuck with it? 
You never gave up. And now you're talking like Austin Riley MVP, and he's got a legit case. Oh, it, it's, it, it feels great, to be honest with you, because there, there were, especially this past offseason and then before the trade deadline last year, we were all kind of wondering if Austin Riley was going to be a brave for the foreseeable future. Uh, there were very good chances. You know, everyone wanted to trade him for Jose Ramirez or Nolan Arenado or somebody at any given time. Uh, just, just had to keep going. I don't know what the account would have been if if he would have uh, if he would have gotten traded. But yeah, now it's kind of morphed into I'm trying to single handedly build the name recognition amongst baseball fans yeah because I, I i follow and have followers from tons and tons of different uh different fan bases and i i feel obligated to an extent to make sure that they know damn well who austin riley is what i what i love too is i i saw where he um he, he um or he, he saw your account because uh, we follow him he has a tweet he hasn't tweeted in like a year and a half like it's been a long time no he's and, a, he's uh, an instagram guy i think yeah, I, I was. He's I was married at like twenty three, so right. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking I was like, it's it's probably better he stays on Twitter. I'm a little envious of that, but um, I always wondered. I'm like, I wonder if he knows about this account. Like, yeah, he would probably absolutely love that. But um, yeah, no, I know he's definitely. Knows he at account, least so. knows it exists. He yeah. <laughs> he. Uh, the day after he started using the Stone Cold Steve Austin music. Uh, he liked a tweet where I had asked him to start using the Stone Cold Steve Austin music. So uh, I, I I don't know if that means he saw that and made the decision based on it. I think that's probably Grant McCauley's doing more than anybody. But no, uh, no, 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 you got it. No, we're, we're starting. No, we're starting. Grant McCauley's not on this podcast. <laughs> you did it. Uh, you did it. Love it. But yes, he at least knows the account exists, which uh, which makes me happy. That's a big one. Yeah, it is. It is kind of funny. I mean, I guess as our accounts grown, like when like an athlete like favorites one of the tweets, you're like, oh, really? Like you know, you know this account exists. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a good feeling. I'm not gonna lie. That's why that's why you will never like. I don't. We don't have a reason to. We'll never talk bad about Ronald. Ronald likes like. I wouldn't say a lot of our tweets, but he'll get. He's good for like one or two a month. That's so, crazy. Like, we we. I'll fuck. I'll kill somebody over Ronald. Oh yeah, he likes my tweets. (laughs) Well, dude, it's funny because he'll like he'll like some good ones. Like I remember when the whole Trevor Bauer thing was going down uh, last year during the playoffs when they had they kind of had those funny tweets back and forth, and we shared some stuff, and he would like those. So it was it was kind of cool because a lot of the times I just feel it's like PR people on his account. Like it's not really like the guy can't even speak English, but you could kind of tell like when it was like Trevor Bauer and him going back and forth. Like no, that was definitely Ronald. My my biggest I, he, he loves the highlight videos too. The highlight videos are usually what gets <laughs> my my biggest flex ever on Twitter was uh somebody posted something the other day to the extent of, Hey, did we ever hear an update on Tucker Davidson's oh, elbow yes. and how he's doing? And I just retweeted it and tagged Tucker Davidson. I was like, Hey bro, you good? he replied with yeah man throwing bullpens no lie no lie i'm not even joking you and i don't really know why i did it i might have just gotten busy or forgot about it but i saw that and i was gonna write an article about it like (laughs) it's like i hadn't heard an update like you basically broke that news i know it was kind of him but you you got it that was awesome like he he's the coolest guy in the world he came on our episode when we had like 35 uh, on uh, on our fourth episode ever when we had like 35 listeners uh, and gave us an awesome interview. He was he was just so cool. Um, and of course, we we 
we try to keep as little as possible serious on the show. So we're asking him just off the wall questions like, okay, so when you make it to the big league squad, what do you want your parody account to be? That kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> and his, his response, which was legendary was, uh, well, I got a pretty big butt. So I guess somebody's going to make an account based on that. Yeah. Well, dude, Tucker came yeah. on ours when it was like the Sports Talk ATL podcast. Like, and I mean, yeah, we probably just had a few hundred listeners or something like that. And it was, at, it was probably too, maybe like the second guy we had ever like interviewed. And we were like 22 at the time. So we were like, oh, he's actually coming on. Yeah. It was pretty it was, cool. It was, it was him, Casey Kalick, Kyle Muller, and there was one more. Drew and I Waters came on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I forgot about Drew. How was I Waters? Waters, well, I did the Waters one like individually, like on a phone and like recorded it in. So, like, it was just like me and him talking, but he was cool. Do you he, know he Alex? He strikes me as a little more guarded than, Alex than Lord, some other guys. Alex Lord went to high school with Drew Waters, like the guy that works with us. Oh, yeah. Alex, was yeah, back, he, Alex he went, wasn't even with us back then. Yeah, either. he went to Etowah with Drew and he like knows him well. Like, I was actually playing golf in Woodstock over the summer with Alex and like Drew Waters just came up and dapped him up. And was like, yeah, like, and I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, you just acted like that was normal, and it was definitely not. Yeah, normal. I was, yeah, I was like, I was like, yo, you gonna introduce, like, yo, say what's up? And I was like, yeah, man, you're the. He was actually the first guy I ever interviewed, so, uh, but he was cool as hell. I mean, he's definitely got a little rowdy, rowdier side to him. Um, it seems like little, it, yeah, he's a little cocky, but he's a good, he's a good, he's a funny guy, and like, you have all, to have some players like that, though. Yeah, I mean, that's you gotta have a line. balance of, have of all kinds of personalities. Yeah, well, uh, one other thing, uh, you do a lot of T-shirts, and I actually like a lot of the designs. Um, so I wanted to ask you, because I know I talked to you about, like, using the Teespring, but, like, where do you get these designs from? Like, do you have a graphic designer? Like, who, who does that? So Cam, my co-host, is actually a graphic designer. Um, uh, so and, and, yeah, so I'll just – I'll come up with some kind of crazy jumping-off point for a T-shirt idea, throw it over to him – and a couple of days later, he'll come back to me. He's like, how about this? And almost every time it's, it's just a hit. Yeah. So, so I do, I do very little aside from occasional brainstorming when it comes to uh, the t-shirt ideas. Well, that was the only reason we had you on. We just wanted to find out how you got your supply chain going. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. No. Well, uh, it, I'll tell you what. It helps it when you can get a guy like Luke Jackson to buy your Luke Jackson shirt live on Twitch. Uh, that was that. That was huge. We sold more shirts in that one night, I think, than the rest of the time we've been selling shirts combined. Yeah, there was a time, uh, like when I first did the Acuna Matata shirts or whatever, and Jeff Francoeur like started saying Acuna Matata on the broadcast and stuff like that. And it was like all of a sudden, like it went from like, oh, we got like ten shirts sold to like two hundred of just that one. And I was like, okay, can you do that again, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess like the marketing, I guess I guess it does pay to like advertise and stuff. So I guess it does work. Oh, gosh, I, I will say Luke, man, he, he's a soldier. He's like we were talking about this last week. We were like he's like active on Twitter and like which is like, the worst, probably, which is crazy. Like of all the people to be active on Twitter, I would hope that he wouldn't be because so yeah, many I, people say so many horrible things. about him. Yeah, Kevin Smith. Uh, Drew Smiley and Will Smith. Those are probably the only three guys maybe ahead of her. While I'm here, I'd like to personally and publicly apologize to Jacob Webb. 
Um, oh yeah, yeah. I've I've said some bad things about Jacob Webb, <laughs> and uh, and clearly he saw those and used that as as fuel to to get better at pitching. Uh, so so you're welcome for the current iteration of Jacob Webb that we're seeing. Hey, yeah, that, those were your exact words because I replied and I said uh, I, I still think 2019 Jacob Webb's in there, and then you told me I had the patience of a saint. So <laughs> I guess it paid off. You you do you you absolutely do. And I don't know why I could have that patience with Austin, but I wouldn't have it with uh, with Jacob Webb. Maybe maybe my patience runs thin with relievers sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Austin Riley's ever smashed the guy's orbital bone and made him bleed on TV. He's <laughs> so. fine. I can make the joke. I don't know, but he looked like he was about to the other night when he got hit in the ninth inning. Yeah. The, it, was it, was, it was the first time I recall ever having seen Austin – actually angry in a baseball game it was like it was ninth inning uh two outs runners on second and third tie ball game and he got plunked and he just gave the pitcher this stare like if you take one step towards me i will end you it was beautiful and we we joke about austin riley like being thick but like austin riley like he's not he's not thick as in like that like that that's like country boy like oh yeah cornbread and pinto beans like just did you, see the, did you see the video of uh, of him hitting drives at Top Golf the other day? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's about to bust out of that. Oh shirt. my god! I think it was like an XL. <laughs> it was banging. Uh, side note, guys, just an update going on the games. The Phillies are now down four-one to the Cubs. Good job, guys. Love that. Braves tied it up two-two with the Rockies. Yeah, I mean things are Love starting that. to look good. I, I, the Cubs. The Cubs. I do. We're going to talk about a little the NL playoff race. Like, what the hell is going on in the NL Central? These uh the, the Cardinals are now in the playoff. I haven't checked the standings in like a week. Like the wild card standings, and the Cardinals are now tied for a wild card spot. They were like eight games out of it a month ago. Yeah, I, it, it's kind of absurd. I I mean, I guess the Reds really haven't been playing well. Um, and no, the, the only Reds, thing I guess Pods too, Padres and Reds both been sucking. And I I, I, guess, I mean people trash the uh, the NL East and and for some good reason it's it a lot of the teams in this division have underachieved but the NL Central is garbage outside of Milwaukee it is not good yeah I mean I'd love I, to play, I, I'd love to play the Cardinals yeah. in the playoffs I hate the, uh, I still I, hate the Cardinals for 2019 oh yeah 100%. I I barring an absolute disaster I I don't see us playing anyone but Milwaukee in in the division series hopefully yeah exactly. that, that's where I, we're uh, slotted to right now uh, and it would take something pretty extreme to change that oh it's impossible I I've already I've already looked at every scenario um yeah they're definitely playing Milwaukee unless we end up getting in the wild card game which I'm not gonna that's that's a terrifying prospect uh Milwaukee's Milwaukee. bullpen is ridiculous uh and and seemingly with a bunch of relatively small names in their lineup they're doing a lot of damage lovato said the other day that he was uh that that was the best rotation he's ever faced was milwaukee's and his whole career was milwaukee's so yeah I've, i've got like four milwaukee starting pitchers on my fantasy baseball team and i've been killing it all year did y'all, did y'all see the post where the guy was like, uh, oh, look, Milwaukee's number 19, 20, and 21 prospects. It was like Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta or something. And he was like, let's look at number one and number two. And it was it was Corey Ray and uh, Lewis Brinson. Devin, Devin Williams. <laughs> that, yeah, Devin Williams was one of them, yeah. I, got I think Woodruff, Woodruff was even lower. 
but yeah, man, like Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, all those guys are just so incredible. And when you're in the playoffs, especially in like a divisional round, you really only need three. Uh, yep. And that's about as good a three as you can get. And then, you, I mean, if they get you seven innings, you got Trevor Williams and Josh Hader coming out of the pen. And I mean, what are you going to do against those guys? Yeah, exactly. I, it, it is it is worrisome. We did play well in one game. We played really well against them, but that was back when the Braves were – I don't think they – that was in June. I think that was in between losing Ronald and all the trade deadline stuff maybe. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Um, but I think it was in June maybe, maybe May. I don't know. It could have been a little earlier. But they, they played fairly well against them. They held their own. But, man, that's, that's a tough draw. I mean – and you look at it, uh, they could be in the World Series. I think they could beat the Dodgers or the Giants. Um, I don't know. When you have that kind of pitching, uh, you can definitely win a World Series. I think the Braves are 3-3 three and three against them. And I'll say, I mean, outside of the bullpen, obviously our bullpens can't line up. But uh, you give me three guys, I mean, Max Free, Charlie Morton, the way those guys have been pitching. And then, you know, you yeah, know it's been yeah. unbelievable all season, Anderson, so – I mean, I like our top four against anybody rotation-wise. It's really just about the bullpen not blowing up because I think our lineup's better than them if you if you go, like, lineup to lineup. Yeah, well, I mean, our what worries me and, and what excites me at the same time is the fact that our lineup is as as hot and cold as it is. So if, if somehow we can get everybody going, kind of like we did last season going into the postseason, uh, where everybody's clicking – uh, at the end of September going into the postseason, then I don't think there are a lot of pitching staffs that can deal with that. But if we have like Dansby and Austin, Freddie or Ozzy go into a slump like they've been prone to do from time to time this season, we could be in a lot of trouble. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the thing is it's one of those things too where, you know, uh, it's it's almost like, you know, what, what day of the week is it? Uh, you know, some days they wake up and they, they look like they've never swung a bat before, and then other days they can go out there and put up nine runs in three innings. And it's you just don't know what you're going to get, and you, you don't know till you're there, and I guess that's all part of the fun, if you want to call it fun. The good uh, thing now is that, uh, and and I've said it a thousand times, but hats off to AA for the work he did at the trade deadline, because now we, we have legitimate threats all the way through hitter number eight. Um, I mean, you on any given day, you could slot in – uh, you could slot in Dansby at eight, Rosario, Jock Peterson, Adam Duvall. Like you could throw anybody down in that bottom half of the order and they could do some damage, even though their averages might not be good. Uh, it wasn't more than a couple of months ago where beyond the fourth or fifth spot in the order, it was almost automatic outs down there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be a big key too. I know Dansby just hit that RBI double man, but he's ice cold right now. If he can get hot, like just on the right time, be on that upswing at the right time and be that guy that's hitting 400 with a, with a 1200 OPS for two and a half, three weeks in the playoffs like that. That's just going to make all the difference in the world to me at least. And I feel like I he's a guy that loves the spotlight. So mm-hmm. let's he see he it. He definitely is. He definitely is. Yeah. To me, the Braves are very home runner bus. Like they're going to live and die by the long ball with this team. I That's just how I feel about it. Uh, they're going to give up some runs because their pitching staff isn't good. It's really just coming down to getting those clutch big hits. Probably going to be homers just with the way this lineup shakes out. Just yeah, so many. Guys uh, we there. have had a couple of games recently where we've not hit home runs and still put up a decent number of runs, though. So <laughs> it's encouraging to see that you know while it's not our bread and butter, 
occasionally we can win a game via small ball. Yeah. I, I, um, I was saying, um, you know, I, I was looking at how the schedules match up and we, we got to capitalize against Colorado. They're God awful on the road. They're 21 and 51. It's the worst in the league. They started six and 33 on the road this year. Uh, 632 team OPS, five run ERA that's worse than they have at home at Coors. Uh, I know Charlie Blackman, he always seems to kill us, but they got to win these games because you get four with the Giants, four with the Diamondbacks who absolutely bitched us, you know, earlier this year. And uh, three and a half, I guess, if you want to call it with the Padres. Uh, And and the Phillies are about to go see Chicago. uh, And then they have the Mets, the Orioles, and the Pirates. three of the worst teams in the entire league. And yes, I'm putting the Mets in there too. Right. But those Uh, are the teams that they lose to. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the Marlins own, have owned the Phillies for about two seasons now. Um, They, they, they only play well when the lights are the absolute brightest and the marquee matchups, it seems When, when they're playing teams, they're supposed to beat, you know, they're that's, that's why they're, they're at or below 500 pretty much all season. Yeah, and that's what I have been for eleven yeah. years in a row. I mean, that's why three days. Yes, I just I need well. them. I need them to finish a game below at or below five hundred. Uh, I think right Absolutely. now they're one game over five hundred, uh, and and I don't want to see it because uh, I don't want them to have a single thing in Philadelphia that they can be happy about. I think I think one game under five hundred is literally just the worst you could ever be because you're not going to get a good draft pick. You'll still be picking like fourteen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be tough for them to finish one game under 500 with the schedule they have. I know they've been losing to those teams, but those are some ass teams. I mean, that's the that's the bottom of the barrel. I mean, we we I think everyone sort of eyeballed it at the beginning of the season. I'd be surprised if the whole division race doesn't come down to those last two series against the Phillies and Mets here in Atlanta. Well, yeah. I don't think so at all. I think this is going to be a six or seven. I think the Braves pull away here. I, that just pushed me, but I've been saying we were going to win this division by six games since we were losing it by two. I just I don't like the Phillies lineup. I don't really like their rotation. Aaron Nola's washed. I don't like anything about their team. I don't. I hate their fans. I hate the city. <laughs> um, and the Mets. I mean, Jesus, the guys. They. I knew they were going to crumble at Game Seven. Everyone knew they were going to crumble. They, they are a joke of an organization, and then the, we spotted it. We spotted them half a season, and 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 they, we don't have Ronald. We don't have our best player, and we don't. We argue. We arguably don't have our best pitcher, and we spotted them half a season, and nobody could do anything with it. That's just how pathetic the rest of the teams in this division are. Yeah, I just don't see the Braves. I mean, the Braves' schedule it's it's not easy. Obviously, the Giants are a tough series, but we just took two out of three from them. As long as you don't get swept, you avoid a sweep. Uh, the, the road fine. the road trip worries me. It, it, it does because the Giants are are in an even more heated division race than than we are, and not only are they a good team, but they're a good team playing must win games. And then we struggled as we saw with the with the Diamondbacks here in Atlanta. Um, but those games didn't mean anything. Like not we now you're talking about a good team in a must win game against Arizona. Like we if we lose those, we deserve to lose the division, but we cannot lose those games. Like, I mean, uh, they, they should crush them. And and my thing with the Padres is that yes, they're playing like crap right now, but they have good players, they have good pitching, they can be a good team. And I don't think they're gonna get all the way to the end of the season playing the garbage baseball that they're playing right now. It's just 
how do we prevent ourselves from being the get right series for the Padres? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, I, we won't get too into this, of course, because we're still talking in all playoffs. But, man, how about the AL East right now? Uh, fourth place, uh, separated by, what, a game from, or half a game from second place. I mean, all, all four of those teams are still in it. That's going to be fun to watch down the stretch. I love the Blue Jays. I, I do too. Them. Oh my God! Uh, it's not the Braves. I want the Blue Jays. Gentlemen, I regret to inform you that the uh, the Rockies have hit a two-run home run. They're up four to two. I was just looking. I was like, Tukey's got it going. Like he can get through five or six. Oh. Uh, I don't know what you do oh, with Tukey. This might be his last he got, start. He got he got mushed. Oh, Trent, bro, what are you doing? Trent says, "You think if Tukey makes it another inning, he gets a win, bro?" That is. <laughs> that are is we live right now? I, no, yeah. I wish we were live. Wait, oh. oh no 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 no! This is that was on Twitter. on Twitter. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I wish we were live. I, I I love doing those live shows. I, I, my... I nobody watches them. Yeah, but who cares? You know, you get twenty people in there. Like some people, we always have like one or two guys that at least talk to us. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, I think you can do. Fun. You can like create the banners. I I didn't realize that, but you can create the banners and like their questions will come up on the screen. Oh it yeah, is. I forgot about that. We're this thing does some cool last. stuff. We just have to learn how to use it. <laughs> my fav, my favorite was um, whenever um, we asked for questions. Um, for, I think it was for this show, and uh, like nobody replied. And then the next day, like I put, I posted something, and like t- five people replied and were like, "Ask me shit." And I'm like, "Y'all, y'all literally bombard us with questions all day." And like, I don't care to answer them, but when I ask for them, at least like cough pop. Like, come on, let's go. I need, right. I need content. <laughs> like I we've got tried. we've got a voicemail line specifically for people to call in questions to us uh and when we ask for for them there we don't really get them but then all week on twitter we're getting we're getting exactly them. i'm setting a reminder on my phone for this friday at like 1 30 after i've drank like 15 to 20 drinks and i'm gonna call and just leave like the the meanest voice please, I can please do <laughs> i'll be like dad i ever fucking sucked the worst <laughs> in my life are, are we gonna are we gonna start the chatting average bloopers brigade feud yeah definitely. i mean there's me only, and my co-host are both wrestling fans we know how to work a feud <laughs> i mean we might, we might as well it'll only it just creates more content really I def- we'll definitely get a following well okay so here's what's gonna take this podcast to the next level so chase made a bet with some random guy actually two random guys uh, one guy has to kiss his ass, like his actual bare ass. At the, battery. <laughs> the Braves win the division, um, so that's going on the YouTube. Uh, that's definitely going to be part of the part of the show, I guess. Uh, if they do win the division, if not, Chase has to kiss his ass, and it's still going in the show. So, <laughs> um, and then there's another guy. He's like a Yankees fan, and he's like, I, he's like, I bet you the Yankees go fight in the playoffs, and the Braves are, you know, having the fuck they talk. And oh um, he. Uh, He's, they might uh, not make the playoffs. He's gonna have to have a Freddie Freeman yeah. jersey, Freddie Freeman jersey as his avatar on Twitter for, and he's gonna have to tweet. He's gonna have to live tweet Braves games during the playoffs and cheer for us. <laughs> yeah, this, it, it, this guy's like he's like he's like a Yankees account. He has like five thousand followers, so it should be pretty entertaining. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is, is it is it Frankie? Yeah, it's that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I know, I know Frankie. All right. Well, Frankie is going to be a, a Braves fan for this postseason if they don't make the playoffs, or if they oh, don't I love make it. out of a wild card game. He'll he'll pay up too. He's a uh, yeah. He's he's a lot of things, but I don't think he'll flake on his bets. Well, I have a. I think he group. will. 
I want to see if the guy who has to kiss your bare ass will show up. That's the guy that I don't yeah, know. See, come through for. <laughs> see, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't pay off that bet. While we're talking about unpaid bets, uh, me and my co-host last year had uh, we we placed a wager on uh, on what the record for the Braves would be at the end of the sixty game season. Uh, I nailed it, and he guessed too high, and the the wager was that we were going to poll the audience and they were going to select a song for us to do basically video karaoke to. Uh, and the audience selected that he was going to have to film a video of him doing Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. And uh, I, I, I roast him on about a weekly basis for this, but he still has not paid up on this bet from the end of last season. Uh, well, so he can he can kiss your ass, and then that'll be <laughs> that'll be good enough. Yeah, if he, if he won't do that, you got to come up with something worse. If any if anybody uh, that hears this lives in Central North Carolina, let me know. I need a favor. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who the guy was who uh, bet that with me, but I think I, I think I might have had a few too many drinks, and I was on the TL, and some guy. <laughs> oh, you definitely me. were. You you were on one that night, and some guy was remember. pissing me off. We must have been losing because I remember it was – I don't know if I had just not had drank as much as you or if I was sober or whatever, but I even remember being like, uh, Chase is on one tonight. Usually I would have just joined in, but <laughs> – Yeah, those are the best times to get a spaces in, though. Absolutely. We we haven't done a space. I almost wanted to do one, like, uh, after Monday Night Football, but I was like, like I don't want to talk about the fucking Raiders. So. I don't want to talk about the Falcons. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, no, that was the other thing too. Sunday, I've meant to join in on y'all's spaces several times. I think the only time I actually did was after the uh, the Hawks beat the Sixers and just jumped in, yelled "caca" and ran away. Yeah, I remember that night started. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I had never listened to your podcast, and I was like, everybody better go fucking listen to Chatting Average right now. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like you might have had one or two that night. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean that Hawks. I feel like every Hawks game, I was like, dude, I need like six beers just to calm the nerves. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. I was like, it was I, amazing. I, I was like, I gotta get a buzz just so I'm not sitting here like shaking on the couch. I'll tell you what though, and it's crazy. Playoff baseball is easily the most nerve wracking thing to me. Oh, I, I was I was a mess the entire yeah. postseason last year. I, like there were a couple of games where I was stuck at work and like having to listen on the radio, and I, I feel really bad for my coworkers on those days. Cause I was just, I was on edge. I was just like, if something bad happened, I was running around cussing. Like it was just yeah. not a good time. <laughs> that, uh, I, I, I almost didn't make it to that first game against the Reds. That's what I'm saying. Oh, man. One to, nothing. To, to this day, one of the best baseball games top to bottom I've ever seen. Uh, and the worst at the I, same time. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, obviously Trevor Bauer's the most hateable human being on earth. Uh, but him and Max Freed put on an absolute show that day. Well, and then Tyler Matzik was like saving our ass left and right. Oh, yeah. Exactly, like two scoreless innings, but like they were the most like sketchy innings ever. It was like a set runner on second and third. I mean, they had so many chances. The Reds that game had so many chances, like bases loaded, one out, second and third, one out, and just could not score. And it was the most nerve wracking thing to possibly watch. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. And, uh, of course, like, then we go to get the Marlins where I'm like, well, this would be an easy series. But then I'm like, damn, could you imagine how embarrassing it would be if we oh lost the Marlins? God. Like, I was like, I can't, like, I couldn't even 
spasmic because I was like, we beat these guys 29 to 9 this year, and, like, they're not good. And I'm like, if we lose to them, like, I will actually, like, gouge my eyes out. But they, they didn't come close. But. Yeah, well, and then we end up blowing it. But uh, I'm sure this year will be the exact same. But, yeah, that's – when you talk about nerve-wracking, I can do football pretty easily. Basketball, like, it's so fast-paced that it's hard to, like, really, really get nervous. But baseball, like, just, like, waiting in between pitches while runners on third – for either team, whether you need a run or like you don't need a run, it's just oh, man. It's I was parallel. It's, it's I, would, I was living no in, clock in baseball. Yeah, I was I, like, living I in Chapel Hill when I was five years old, and I would argue uh, that you can't get nervous during a basketball game all day long. I, I've lived nervous in basketball games for thirty years. I thought I was going to throw up during like Hawks Sixers game seven. I was like, I was like, I like, this is literally the biggest game in the history of the Hawks. Like I'm about to like piss off. Oh, I, 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 I'm amazed that I didn't go into cardiac arrest during that, uh, that Villanova North Carolina national championship game. Oh God. Yeah. That I've, was, that, I've, I remember that one. I've never gone from like when Marcus page hit the three at the end to tie the game like I, I was, I almost put a hole in the ceiling of my living room, jumping up so high. And then it wasn't eight seconds later that yeah. I just crushed. You didn't, you didn't even get to enjoy that for like maybe five, five, six, seven seconds. Like, nah, I mean, like, that was, <laughs> that was, well, that was a, that was a, yeah. that was a sudden plane. That was a plane crashing into the side of a mountain. Whereas the Super Bowl the following year was more like you're strapped to the train tracks and and just have to watch the train come at you. That's a pretty good comparison. <laughs> <laughs> that I Marcus mean, Page shot, it's just like the greatest shot in, in postseason college basketball history that nobody will remember. Nobody. It, it's it's such a shame. He was a hell of a player, too. Watching the Falcons get come back on while you're in the stadium, 28-3. And you can just feel Tom Brady's aura. And you know what's crazy about that is I swear, I don't think there were 5,000 Falcons fans that even had tickets to that Super Bowl. And uh, and there were probably like 30,000 Patriots fans. And then the rest were just corporate people. But I swear, it just there was no noise basically the whole game. Because when the Falcons score, it was like a small sector that was like, yeah. And that was all that was going. And then like the Patriots start scoring and the place just starts getting electric. It's just electric. And you're just yep. like, oh, is this happening? Is this happening? And you know what happens? Yeah, that, that that was a sad. That was that one brought a tear to my eye. That was back when I was living in the States, bro, and like me and all my roommates were like, We're going to Buckhead right now. Like we're going to the cell. Like everybody's gonna be, oh, the, like, it's gonna be crazy. So the, the worst part of the Super Bowl for me was that at the time I was working at the Fox Theater, uh, on Peachtree Street. And the week before the Super Bowl, the Atlanta Police Department sent out um you know, because they have to get ahead of this stuff uh, in case the Falcons did win, sent out a map of the parade route. So oh. I was sitting there in the living room with like a dozen of my buddies watching this game with the map of the parade route in my hand, planning where we were going to be during the parade. And then everything happened. Oh, gosh. Yeah, That's, that sounds about right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we had to get all sad. On the pod. <laughs> Alex, we do appreciate you joining us, man. We've had a great time. We could talk to you for hours. Um, 
hopefully we'll get a little bit of a mojo change. I don't know if you're bad luck, but we are losing this game. So maybe we'll get a switch up whenever uh, whenever you hop off and we finish up. Yeah, I'm going to go run and, uh, and change shirts real quick. I, I think that ought to do it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Alex. Anytime, fellas. Have a good one. You too. All right. Thanks again to Alex. Like I said, go check out Chatting Average. He's great. His show's great. Uh, follow him on Twitter too. As we said, Austin Riley's Rakes. Very, very funny guy. Um, but yeah, we don't really have too much else to talk about. You know, we got uh, Stephen Vogt probably done for the season. Um, you know, he he was probably on the bubble for the playoff roster, yeah. anyways. So, but uh, we're playing time for William Contreras once again. He's he's forced into action. So, yeah, I mean, the only thing else I could mention, I mean, we pretty much talked about uh, Indigo Diaz. He's got a zero point two eight or zero point eight two ERA with like a sixteen point four K nine and Rome and Mississippi. Uh, I doubt they're gonna like you know give him some super call up and let him skip Gwinnett. But I mean, hell, dude. I mean, the guy throws fucking gas. I would love to see it, you know, especially if you can get up like six or seven games here, like an experiment, tinker with some team, with some things. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I wrote about this here. You, you keep talking. I'm going to look up whenever I, whenever I wrote this. Oh, I just, well, I wrote about it today too, so. Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, this was August 12th. I yeah, said yeah. That he was a prospect to keep an eye on, and he still, he had a 0.72 ERA. He's kept that up for a month, literally over a month. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, 0.5 ERA since he's been up in Mississippi with, like, a 14K9. So, I doubt they'll they'll pull it, pull the trigger, but I wouldn't mind seeing it, especially with so much trouble that we've had. Uh, it would be ballsy, but, hey, if you have a four-and-a-half game lead, you might as well, you know, try something new. Uh, I definitely think the bullpen has to get better if the Braves want to make a deep run, so – uh, that Dazbel Hernandez guy just got called up to AAA, and he got called up Brooks. with someone else who has like a fifteen k. Yeah, he has like a fifteen k nine and in, in Mississippi. So maybe one of those guys is more realistic because they're older. But uh, those three guys, like, I wouldn't mind seeing the Braves. Like, I don't, I'm, I don't need to see Drew Smiley again. So if they wanted to give one of these guys a shot, I don't I mean, need to see Josh Tomlin again. I don't really need to see Tukey again. Like, if they want to give one of these guys a shot, I'm all for it. Uh, so that's really the only thing I wanted to say to end the show is like those, like they do have some options and I'm interested to see if down the stretch, they'll give one of them a chance. I just don't think it's like a, I don't think it's a very brave thing for them to do. Uh, but I'd like to see it too. I definitely agree. Yeah. I mean, at least some upside, you know, change it up. It's not like we've, we haven't seen enough of Chris Martin, like, come on, but who knows? Hopefully, hopefully someone bounces back. The Braves need to get a better bullpen if they want to make a deep run. That's, that's really all it comes down to. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up the, what is it? Sixth episode? Sixth episode, yeah. right? Sixth episode of Bloopers Brigade. Thank you again. Thanks, Alex. And we'll see you now, guys next time.